wrong point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So if we're alive, you're brave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Tab, back to Black and White Podcast. I'm Daniel Negro, and I'm live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Today, podcast number 27 on the roll. We have, you know, it's going to be four podcasts coming out in short brief three days um obviously there's going to be one to record next uh but uh yeah we have one obviously the ninth consecutive scudetto uh this is going to be kind of a pre-match of juve Cagliari, although it really you know as a lot of you probably think doesn't even matter but uh we'll we'll talk briefly about it um obviously the boring stuff right away guys please smash the subscribe uh, as you guys have all been doing drop a like comment Click the bell for notifications. Going to keep you up to date uh, when the podcast drops on YouTube. Obviously on iTunes, Spotify, same thing. If you subscribe, you're going to get it up to date in your thread. And uh, yeah, there's, again, we continue on. There's going to be a lot of podcasts coming up. Champions League is just around the corner. And again, without further ado, we have our another repeat guest. And obviously someone new, but I, I know a lot of you uh, are going to know who it is. Um, obviously part of the Bianconetti YYZ. Uh, club, obviously a co-founder, but again, Rocco at Catenaccio NA, welcome, and obviously Ivan, welcome as well. Uh, obviously, you guys, co-founders of YYZ, my club, and uh, you know, it's been crazy. These past few weeks have been crazy. Um, I like I promised you before. Once we clinch, we're gonna have you on Rocco. Obviously, I wanted to mix it up, add another. Obviously, you can't see him on the on the screen, but uh, he's there, right, Ivan? Yes, I'm here. Hello, so, everyone. Obviously, you guys from Toronto, from the six, uh, Toronto, Canada. Um, obviously, we kind of found out how, again, a gist of how Rocco became uh, a UV fan. Ivan, let's hear. Let's hear your kind of quick, brief, quick and fast. <laughs> so, so quickly, I want to say that I'm in Ottawa. So I'm Ottawa. Ottawa. Oh, okay. well, I, I moved from Toronto to Ottawa, but originally from Toronto, but in Ottawa now. And uh, for those of you, for those of you out there in the uh, in the World Wide Web of things, uh, just to let you know that I've been a Juve fan for many moons. Uh, so I'm an old guy. I'm, uh, I watched Juve live in CNE at the CNE Grandstand in Toronto in 1984. So that should tell you how old I am. So uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm definitely long in the tooth. Been been through. A lot of suffering with Juve during the those uh, nine years uh, a gap of championships, but you know, was uh, was able to uh, experience these last nine years as well. So it's it's been a long time, and um, you know, uh, black and white through and through. 
Awesome. No, and guys, the reason why you would have seen me do the, the sign of the cross is because, unfortunately, uh, there's a prime minister that's also located in, uh, in Ottawa. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you're okay over there. But um, anyways, let's get straight into it. Uh, obviously, we've won our ninth consecutive, 38th. Yes, get the number right, 38. Um, and the only uh, uh, a player that's really the the only guy who's been a part of this you know whole journey, uh, Giorgio Chiellini, and I kind of missed that in my Scudetto special, which I'm kind of embarrassed about. But let's bring it up right away. Um, yeah, what an incredible journey for him. Obviously, it's been kind of a mixed bag season for him. Hopefully, we're gonna get some use out of him in the uh, in this Champions League season. Hopefully, he can get into form. I know it's taking a little bit longer now, but uh, just your thoughts, guys, on, on Chiellini and, you know, nine Scudetti. Whoever wants to take that first. I think Ivan's been doing too much talking, so I'll say the first. I'll go on that first. Uh, so, is Chiellini nine Scudetti in a row? I mean, geez, like, if, if you're talking, if, if, if a captain uh, was ever around who deserved uh, to, to have them all, I mean, talk about hitting, hitting us right exactly when when it counts the most you know we after a bit of a spell back and forth with uh, Fiorentina and Livorno he he came back after the city B um, he came into through city B and and um, and uh, joined our team and it was just it would you know history uh, the rest is history we and of course he hit it he hit the sweet spot made that formidable and historic uh, formed that formidable and historic trio with uh, Barzagli and uh, Bonucci, and uh, you know he's they that was the rock that gave us what five six scudetti out of the out of the nine. So you know, fantastic captain. I've had the pleasure of meeting him. Just the most humble guy. Both times I met him, it's as if you know you felt as if he was uh, really he was humble. To meet you, like you almost felt like you were the fan. You, he was the fan. You were the, you know, the the celebrity, and you know, very in, extremely intelligent individual. Uh, and you see it on the field and off the field. Um, you know, and he's so intelligent. He he was smart enough to know how to sell his book by saying by uh, throwing shade on uh, a few players. So, you know, good on him, man. Good on him. Yeah, he's he's ta- he's taking uh, he's in stride with Juventus as a brand, and he knows yeah. how to sell himself, I guess, right? Yeah, smart guy. Yeah. Ivan, your thoughts? Uh, what can you say that Rocco hasn't said about Chiellini? An absolute, right. absolute legend. Um, you know, he's fierce on the field, but well respected off. Like he's just he puts it all on the field, but off the field, he's so eloquent, so welcoming. Uh, just, I've never met him in person, but I know a lot of a lot a lot of people have, and I believe Rocco has, if I'm correct, mm-hmm. Rocco. And he's yeah, always he's always ready to meet people and, and, and to embrace them, and and just a really you can see he's a really nice nice person. Um, I feel bad for him. I think he's actually done for the season, boys. I don't think he's coming back. Uh, <laughs> I just think he's he's been we- he's weathered, and uh, and it's he's he's older now. I think he's he's pretty much done. He may have a few minutes here and there to give uh, one of our CBs a bit of a reprieve in order to avoid putting yeah. in Rugani. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I I think we have to uh, we have to concede that he may not see another minute this season, possibly. 
That's a hot take yeah. there, guys. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough. We'll see what happens down the line. I think there's a long way to go, um, depending on who gets, you know, the injury bug is it has arrived. Um, and speaking of that, obviously, there's going to be some optimism with Dybala. Uh, obviously, he's been going into, you know, kind of rehab it and, and been pushed for that for that Lyon game, uh, but it's still a big question mark. Uh, Danilo didn't have any problems off after that uh, that knock, and uh, Delic beside his shoulder seems to be good. I mean, in terms of a separated shoulder, you're kind of in in that state, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where you're gonna have to operate on it, and that's just the bottom line. And it's probably gonna keep popping out, and it's probably gonna keep bugging him. Mm-hmm. So. There's nothing really he can do about that until the off season. I mean, that could now create some problems into next year. Hopefully, Demiral, you know, can get into fitness, uh, match fitness. Um, but obviously, another key—well, not a key piece—but you know, Deshilio's back with the group, um, and Kudelini, like we said, is going to take more time uh, until then. Obviously, there was a little bit of controversy with FIFA. I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, talking about Ronaldo and how many uh, championships he's won, and uh, they forgot to uh, to include Danilo. I mean, he's won pretty much the same places that that Ronaldo's won. Obviously, Man City instead of Man U, and and he's also picked up a Copa Libertadores uh, as well. So uh, the, one of the only mm, players, that's right? So that's kind of special for him. Um, talk getting a little bit into transfers. Obviously, yep. Fidegili. Uh, Sarri's best friend has come out and talked about uh, Jorginho being a uh, Scudetto gift, so to speak. And um, obviously, talk, he was very impressed with Demiral and, and Delict, and uh, quoted as saying, is a 20-year-old robot with Ronaldo's attitude. So, uh, you know, pretty high praise. I think, I mean, it's pretty obvious from what we've seen on, on the pitch. But, um, yeah, I hope... Uh, what do you think, guys, about Jorginho? Um Obviously, being a player that would fit into Sarri's system, knows the system, played with him. I think that, that I think that he'd be a good addition, uh, to be honest. And I and I know that's not uh, an easy and and a very very uh, majority kind of uh, opinion on that. Most a lot of people would contend that uh, would have a lot to say about him. I've seen recently a very very funny video on Twitter about that 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 basically was a, a blooper video of all of his uh, you know getting embarrassed in the midfield and i think he's he just doesn't fit well at all with the uh the in the chelsea system there under lampard but um he was he's a Sarri man he was an import from napoli over to chelsea in order to kind of uh, integrate sarrismo into the that side and um, he did the same thing with um, Valdifiori uh, from Empoli to Napoli. You know, he was an integrated man. He was he was a guy that kind of that that he was a, an ingredient in the Sarri cake, let's say. And I think he, I think that Giorgino, even though he wouldn't be you know the best player ever that we got in the midfield, I think he's someone who as a regista st- sitting in front of the defense would be a good uh, man to rotate in and out and share time with uh, with Bentancur starting next year, next season. So, you know, if depending on the right, if we get him for the right formula, uh, meaning uh, a quadrado-like 
um, loan with an option or obligation to buy, I think he would be a really good option. Uh, you know, you re really got to look at the formula most of the time. And if his, if his salary isn't egregious, why not? I don't see any harm in it. I mean, you know, of course, uh, what we have to think about often is, is when we're talking about uh, bringing a player on, we also have to think about who are we, who are we taking off? How, how is the rest of the midfield getting crowded out? And before that, who are we getting rid of and can we get rid of them? Right. Is Kedira, you know, they're likely going to dissolve his contract. Um, um, Matuidi hmm. still has one year, right? One year left. So, yep. you know, and there's, and there's others that need to be like, do we want to give Ramsey a second shot? Uh, you know, Rabiot probably deserves one has earned one now based on what the last month, right? Yep. He just redeemed himself. So, you know, uh, Artur is coming in, right? So that's it. If Jorginho comes, no Pogba, forget it, right? So it, it depends. At that point, you know, Juve's going to go for big number nine. I have the feeling that that's going to be their, uh, their the hunt. They're, they're in the hunt for one of those. I don't know who it is uh, at this point. Uh, I, I'm hearing names of good second stringers, to be honest. But, uh, uh, you know, this is all left to be seen. Well, shit! You took you yeah. took over the whole transfer portion of of today's show, Rockwell. Beautiful, man. <laughs> I'm so yeah, sorry. I'm so I destroyed yeah. it. I killed it. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. And that, that Ivan always uh, is astute because he's helping me on the on the transfer tracker that we put together on the Vancouver YYZ website, and uh, he's always very uh, careful and, and he he's got a good eye for for some of the other uh, transfers and other. Uh, guys that we're tracking. So I'm sure he'll, he'll have a lot of good things to add in. Well, going on, going on the Jorginho, the only way I'm taking him is on, is, is with that formula Rocco, not uh, with the requirement to buy with an option. Uh, reason sure. being is we don't know how long it's going to be at Juventus. Right. We don't know. And I don't yeah. want to be stuck with a Kadira type situation. No offense yeah. to Jorginho. But, like, mm -hmm. he's getting older and keeping that, you know, bringing him longer than what we need him for. Uh, no, I would, I would bring him in on, the, on a loan if that's possible, but not with an obligation to buy. No way, not a chance. Um, it just, I don't want to repeat. I think Juve had, does not have the same appetite for the mistakes of, uh, well, you know, wiggly-eyed Joseph out there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mr. Mar Mr. Marotta, because he, thankful, thanks to him, we're, we're stuck with Kadira. Okay, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that is that is painful. But I think that made my day today at work. I mean, it was 30 degrees. I work outside. I'm sweating my ass off, and then I get a a, a vibration on my phone, and I see looking to looking to uh looking to end the contract of Kadir and I'm like yes. oh my god, yeah, god. Yeah. finally christmas, christmas in july exactly exactly what was worse uh who was worse daniel and uh and ivan uh, was it was it getting rid of him or getting rid of uh um, uh, Joseph was is it Joseph Martinez? Martinez. Remember <laughs> oh him? God. Oh my God! god. Malaka, Malaka Martinez. <laughs> uh, that that guy Malaka. was the Teflon Don. That guy, that guy really was the Teflon Don because you could not take his ass out. He was somehow 
uh, you were hearing him getting recalled from teams that you didn't even... I mean, I know he went to Atletico Madrid at one point, but uh, after that, you were just like, how is this guy still on our books? Uh, uh, what, the hell is, so, what the hell is wrong with this guy? So I've always said this about Kadir, and Rocco can attest to this. Kadira's IQ, football IQ, is, is actually quite high. It's the legs that can't do it anymore. But what happened is, what happens is, Kadir is a chameleon. He can actually be put in many different uh, scenarios with different coaches because his IQ is so high. The problem is, is that his legs can't do it. But what happens with with coaches like Sadi and, and Allegri is because this guy is so astute from a football standpoint that they're willing to uh, sacrifice the legs because he actually ex- executes their systems quite well. But the problem is, he's yeah. done after forty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Or 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 at he's half a, or at halftime at in Cardiff. Yeah, like he's done, right? But he's actually quite. A, I'm I, like again. I he was he wasn't a student in that game. He wasn't a student in no, that game. No, he wasn't. <laughs> but you know, I think someone. I think I saw someone write on uh, you know in the Twitter sphere uh, this week that first nine games with Kadir this year, we he, we didn't lose. We won eight and lo- and tied one. With yep. him in the team, like those yep. are stats that you, they're they're irrefutable, right? Like, no, God bless him, he just can't take it anymore. Yeah. Oh, it. yeah. Exactly. And and the thing is, and what I've been saying the longest time is, you know, you know, you know yourself as a player, you know your 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 body, and and that's when he's got to work with the club to find another place for him to that's to make right. that to make that six million. That's that's the disrespect that I found. A guy that's just sitting there knows that he's not good enough. Has been as injured as as yeah. as much as he's been, and everyone tries to bring up this Marquise argument that is just ridiculous. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I he's think he's taking you for us. six million, right? Exactly. He's taking you exactly. for six million, right? Well, and you're going like, what the hell? For it. I don't mm-hmm. know for it. I fought my off. Yeah, you know what, though, man. If you love Juve, if you love the team, you were almost like approaching yeah, and say, listen. Here's, like, remember what Del Piero did? Find me you know? Qatar like, just, or wherever. He just, he just goes. He just put. He just put the thing goes here. You, you, you tell me what you want to write on that on that number. And I think he took on that on the contract. And he took like a one million uh, dollar con, uh, one million euro contract in the last year and maybe the last two years. And I think Buffon did the same right now. I don't think he's getting yeah. paid like a huge load of cash. So you know. Uh, you know, tip of the hat to these guys. They're like, li- listen, I could probably command double or triple that amount right now in a, a handful of teams. But they're like, I want to be here and I want to be home and I'll make less money and I'm okay with that. And, and I'll play a reduced role. Right. But Kadir is like, no, pay me. Yes, exactly. And speaking of someone who hasn't played quite a bit, Douglas Costa obviously came out on, on Instagram and, you know, Saeed said, sometimes an apology is not enough. Time will iron out things. Super happy that they won the, the third Scudetto, my second family. Then I'll do everything to recover and fight with you. I mean, you got to feel for the guy. The guy's been, you know, a spark for, for most of the games that he's, he's, been, he's been on a good run. Uh, it was unfortunate how, it, obviously, it's come to, you know, it seems like his season is done for sure. Uh, I think he was one of the guys, including Bernardeschi, uh, that you have to get rid of uh, on the wing because you have to bring Kulusevsky from what he's been doing now. Uh, mm-hmm. It's unreal, and I think you have to bring him in. I think you keep Cuadrado. 
and you find, uh, you know, obviously the fullback situation, you sort that out in the summer. Because I don't want to see Cuadrado in, in the right back ever again. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I was going to say, are you, are you aware of the fact that we're recording this, uh, this podcast? Because you just said you want to keep Cuadrado. But then, then I, I noticed you fixed that. You said, no, no. no as long as he doesn't play at, oh, yeah. at right back. As okay. long as he's a winger, I like I've I've, uh, okay. I've kept I've kept I've kept straight on on this uh, on this path. I think he's he offers quite a bit in in the final third. I just think when he's got to go all the way down the pitch, it's you know by the time you get to the 60, 70th minute, he's done. Um, and it doesn't matter if he, these aren't up there. Like well, he's not, and that player. as well, I, that as well, sense, right? Yeah. Oh no no I don't I don't blame him. Like obviously this is on the club for having to force him to yeah. go into that role. Oh. I don't blame Cuadrado for that. I just I think you know he needs to be played where he's suited, and a guy that has to then get moved up into the right wing role when it, when Danilo gets subbed on or or whatever, uh, you're you're losing out on on that spark, and that's something obviously that uh, Douglas Costa adds in that. But I think mm-hmm. again, if the, if there's teams that are gonna uh, that are gonna want those guys, and I think there are, um, especially you look at England and and. and in other places, I think we can offload those guys, no problem. Um, yeah, um, you, got, you know, and I go ahead. Sorry, no, no, it just you know, I you know, listen, I'm I'm one of those uh, guys that uh, um, appreciate Quadrado for what he's done in the sacrifice w- w- of of playing right back. Um, you know, it was unfortunate what happened to Danilo, of course, during the game um, with Costa. I think you know. You know, I think he was finding form, and he was he was when we came back from uh, from the you know from the COVID break and and, and the stoppage in play. But um, you know, I think all the games coming in quick and his tendency to get in get injured, he he just you know he was played too much. And you know, people saying that he should be starting, he should not be starting. He is a sixty minute and onward uh, super sub. And that's when you'll get the most out of him, and that's yeah. when you know he won't get injured. The longer he goes through the game, the the more the tendency uh, he there's more tendency of him getting injured. And even Sadi said, he goes, "I was nervous when that one game where he played him for more than sixty minutes. He goes, I was nervous to play him. Uh, and when he made the triple change, I think he took him off that tri- that famous triple change. He goes, I had to take off because I was really worried about him." Um, you know, he's not that player. And, yes. uh, you know, I think people have to realize that he is a super sub and should have been treated that way. And uh, that's about it on, on, on for those two. But I'm, you know, I gave uh, the other day, I gave Cuadrado an 8 out of 10 for the season because just for sacrifice and his ability to be, uh, I guess, the jolly for Juve on that right on yeah. the right side. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think... I think, though, we need to, to recognize, and this kind of ties in a little bit about what we were talking earlier about Jorginho, is that we need to buy him a player or two. We really need, yeah. like, he's come in, and he's like, here, this is what you've got, and you got to make it work with players that have never played with him, for him, that have a lot of, all of them, or all of them, or many of them, have been uh, quite calloused into, in learning and playing Allegri football, yeah. and now they got to play Savvy Ball. So, you know, I'm not, again, there's so many excuses that you can make, I think, for, for Sarri, who takes a lot of slack. And, you know, it makes sense because he gets paid a big boatload of money and coaches one of the most exigent uh, fan, uh, fan bases, a team of one of the most exigent fan bases. 
And he, you know, he has, that's part of the job. Uh, but you know what, what if you buy him, like just, even if you buy him a, a fullback or two, that no Sarri ball, uh, Jorginho, maybe, you know, so we're talking Emerson Palmieri, Jorginho, and they start to play your, your football a little bit, and, you, and maybe that'll kind of, it'll be contagious, you know, right. since that's a very popular word nowadays, right? And it can kind of catch, to be more catchy, and, and more players will start to be like, oh, that's what Sarri ball is all about, boom, 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 right? And and then off you go, right? We still haven't seen Sarri, Sarri ball because he hasn't really had the time to impart, to imprint his his game on uh, Juventus. Uh, he had he had he had um, pneumonia. The yeah. team was away on on uh, you know in uh, in Asia. Uh, then COVID break, uh, coming back from the lockdown, not a single practice taking place. You know, zero. Zero. It's amazing that we even won the championship. It's remarkable. Yeah, exactly. And and obviously he's going to go down now as the the oldest coach to win. Obviously a scudetto, and as well for yeah the first. And um, he's going to be a guy who's been in this game for over thirty years. Obviously he's never played uh, over twenty different roles. Um, he was a banker. Uh, it, it's it's quite in, in, remarkable. As, as much as a lot of people have that distaste in their mouth for his tactics and, you know, the way he uh, even lines up the players some games, uh, it's it's quite remarkable. you got to give the guy the credit. And like you said, it, it's been a crazy year uh, as, as well. And um, obviously just some, you know, formalities. Juve Roma final game is going to be on August 1st at, uh, you know, the, the same times that, that we've been seeing them. Uh, and uh, yeah, we hope to. Uh, that's gonna be. It's gonna be weird because the trophy's gonna be in the building. It's a home game, um, and there's gonna be really a subdued kind of. I mean, I know we're gonna be uh, ecstatic to see that thing raised, but uh, yeah, it's not gonna be the same. He's uh, well, also another news item along with that August first uh, match. Um, I think the game will start off at what 2:45 p.m. Eastern time, so okay. it's about an hour earlier than the the night than the usual kickoffs that we've seen in the uh, in the post lockdown. And the second thing is that the Juventus uh, 2021 right jersey will be yep. uh, released. Is that right? Nice. Yes. Or not released. Yes. It'll be released actually. I think for sale. It'll be released for on sale on July 30th. So that's in two days. That's an exclusive right there because of our connections. Uh, with Torino, so look out for it at uh, Store Online uh, for those of you who are huge jersey enthusiasts. Um, but they're going to actually wear it uh, just as they had in the previous years in the last match of the of the uh, of the uh, nineteen twenty season as they wrap that up. So you know that should be, and you know I don't know stripes finally. Yep. Again, thank God. Again. What? What do you think of the num- What do you think of the numbers, guys? The gold numbers. That's pretty. It's pretty good. It's well, the numbering, from what I understand, is going to be uh, streamlined throughout Serie A. Is what I understand. Am I incorrect by saying that? No, you're 100. You're 100 correct. So there's yeah, there's, yeah. there's going to be a Serie A font, and then there's also going to be like they do in La Liga, like they do in uh, France, like they do in uh, obviously Premier League. Premier League. They have two fonts, right? One's going to be for your Champions League, your Europe. Sometimes they even do it for cup games like uh, yeah. EFL and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, they're going to have two. The one that you've been seeing online without the black outline, I believe that's going to be your Champions League and again, mm-hmm. maybe Coppa Italia or whatever. 
Uh, and then obviously there is a goal. There has been a leaked gold number with a black outline that actually I think looks uh, pretty good for for being made by the Serie A or at least whoever they got to do that. Um, it's yeah. actually pretty remarkable to see. I mean, I think it's a, it looks it's a pretty sharp number. So we got to wait to see that. But who's buying the jersey on the on the uh, on the thirty first? Anyways, like, come on, guys, you got to wait till that squad's locked up. Oh, I've yeah, made so many. Watch. I've made so many mistakes. I've got burned so many times buying that jersey right when they released it. I'm not. I'm never touching that ever again. Yeah, well, I think I got. I, I got a signature once, not an autograph once, not not of course a number committing to number, but I got an autograph by uh, Rincon. Okay, there Rincon when he played for us, and and like a month later he got released. Uh, now released, we got sold to Torino. Uh, yeah. That was uh, regrets. Regrets. Well, well, I think it's safe. I think it's safe to say that my next one is going to be number four, and that's without a yeah. shadow of a doubt. That is without a shadow of a doubt. That's the next one for me. Our son. Uh, I'm, our son. Yeah, our son. Yeah, I. I have. I'm a. I played keeper my whole life, and Buffon has been it for me. So I pretty much kept with mostly Buffon jerseys in my in my uh, my collection. On top of that, yeah. uh, I have a co- I have a Buffon signed keeper keeper mitts as well. So those things I hold dearly, but I rarely I rarely go players. And the only player I'm willing to do for now is uh, is Delict. That's it. Not even a Dybala, really. Nope. No. Nope, I guess nope, I guess after no. the scare, maybe uh, maybe you kind of shown sh- away from that. I I don't have I don't have a DP jersey. I have a Tacconi jersey. Uh, That's how old I am. Damn. What? I have a Tacconi jersey. You have a Tacconi jersey? Oh, man. If I'm in Ottawa, make sure you put it in a safe. So (laughs) it's the the Upim gray and black. Damn. With number one. And I am never, never, never bringing that out anywhere. It's signed, sealed, and not signed, but sealed in in a hideaway place. And that's never. Hold on. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Let's walk that back for a second. If uh-huh. it was black and gray, it was probably Addystone written across the front. Was it Addystone or Upim? If it was gray and black. Otherwise, there was a sexy one in the early, late 80s, early 90s. It no, was, no, no, no. It was no, green no. and black, like a no. tiger print. Green and no, black. Upim in the front. Simple. Man, guys, look it up. Go Google it right now. <laughs> there you That's go. It. Sex, him holding up the Copa UEFA trophy and the Copa Italia trophy that year in 89-90. You would finish third. What a, what a great season that was with Zoff. So, yeah, but, so I'm, not, I, I'm not a field player. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a field player jersey guy. Um, the only one that I was ever close to was uh, Marquisio, but that's in Gipino, but that's it. Nope, no one there else. You, there you go. There you go. And, again... Rocco dropping the knowledge, man! Like unbelievable. Yeah, that's yeah. why we. That's why we have you guys on. It's uh, it's it's awesome to hear. You know what you guys know, the fine details, and uh, mm-hmm. obviously your stories. But um, kind of last piece of uh, like of the news. war, right? War stories. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, everybody sees it differently. You know, you have a memory of a, a special edition, or you know, even those all white jerseys that they wore in preseason. A lot of people talk about. Oh, yeah. You can't find those. Uh, anywhere, I believe in the mid 2000s. Um, obviously, I believe it was for a charity uh, match. But uh, 
Again, last piece of news, kind of a little bit of controversy, if you want to say. Uh, John Elkan, the grandson of Gianni Agnelli and the president of Exor, had a couple statements, uh, obviously, regarding the the win and future win, hopefully. Uh, Juventus, it's, it's a huge joy. Now we want the star, obviously, 10th in a row. Ferrari right now is a, is a pain, but we will come back to win soon. I think a pain is a little bit of a, an understatement there, uh, especially when you're losing out to... Uh, uh, racing point but anyways that's a little bit of a side uh, f1 uh, shot but anyways uh, he also went on to say uh, after the fifth scudetto andrea told me that winning 10 scudetti in a row was going to be more difficult than winning a champions league so i don't know if i don't know to take this as is he really downplaying the champions league or you know is this the standard is that really the right precedent to be setting maybe i'm reading into this wrong what do you guys think I think that he's uh, looking for. I think what he's telling us is that next year we're we're gonna win the Champions League with uh, three games to go, <laughs> which doesn't even make sense. And uh, and now we're gonna lose the league in the final, the final <laughs> game day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Ivan. What what do you think, bud? I don't. <laughs> So maybe is he down? Is he setting us up for the failure for this year? Saying it's uh, you know maybe Champions League is not going to happen. Like uh, setting us up for that for failure. I don't know or for setting expectations, but um, I don't know. I just I, I just feel that uh, I don't I don't agree that uh, you know as much as ten in a row is like spectacular. It, it, the stars have to align for that Champions League because of the. The quality of teams that you face. No offense to Serie A, but you know you don't always play top tier teams every, um, in 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 gameplay during Serie A. But every, for the most part, mm. in Champions League, you're playing top teams. You're playing yeah. teams probably you know the top four in each league. Okay, now you get some teams that those odd uh, those have two two or three teams that are gimmies, but for the most part, these are all quality teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Like I think that some of his words some could be kind of veiled, right? Like I don't know. We we don't know what he knows. For example, there's been a bit of a rumor where Gravina and De Laurentiis are both flirting with the idea of having a playoff format um, decide the Serie A championship, right? And which, yeah, I mean, I, I made the same face, Daniel. It's, it's, uh, what is that shit? You know, the, tra- the traditionalist, the traditionalist in me is like, okay, the league is the league, the playoffs are the playoffs. It's a different kind of thing, right? And the other thing is, would we even have the time for it, right? Yeah. And, and what kind of format, right? We don't even, we don't have that kind of thing. You know, what are you going to do? I mean, that might make sense in a 16 team league, right? In a 16 team Serie A. And then you have your playoffs afterwards. There's plenty of time to play those to schedule those that playoff uh, run. But yeah. uh, you know, like eight and twenty teams, thirty-eight grueling weeks, week in, week out, and then you you know you're going for it at the end and all this in the midst of a pandemic of a wave two possible wave three. God knows what the heck's going to happen during that. So whether 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 there will be stoppage or not during that. Uh, no way. It just doesn't make sense. Unless they're talking about a reduced format whereby not every team plays each other home and away. Right. I don't see it. 
I, you know, this playoff is a load of hogwash to me because they've tried so many different ways to dethrone, in my opinion, Juventus. And um, with that, that being said, I just think this is another, another mm-hmm. attempt to say, let's try to uh, level the playing field. But there's only one way to level the playing field. De Laurentiis doesn't like uh, spending the money. Spend exactly. the cash and stop you complaining and get the players you need in order to, uh, to compete because a lot of his fan base say the same thing. So, oh, exactly. You know, like uh, there's guys out there, they know he's, he's you know, he doesn't, he doesn't spend. He's one of those guys that, you know, is always in the positive with regards to their bookkeeping. But at the same time, you know, you want you want to win. You got to have quality on on the field, right? Yeah. And you know, to me, they've tried VAR, they've tried this and that, and all kinds of stuff to to stop Juventus. And I just, you know, I think there's another ploy, another tactic, and I just I don't buy it. Well, pretty 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 soon they'll start wiretapping phones through Tim. Oh wait, that already <laughs> happened. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, Nap- Napoli fans kill me. They they march to that tune of uh, of of their president being this uh, the savior, and uh, I think it's a it's a crock of shit. The guy's a cheap bastard, and everybody and everybody else in the league knows it. I mean, spend some damn money, and you would have uh, not choked in the in the hotel room. Uh, give the guy his players. But um, anyways, obviously the next segment is Scudetto race. That is over, signed, sealed, delivered. Um, I just want to get your thoughts. I've been having a lot of, you know, fans talk about their experience, how they, how they, you know, what, what comes to mind when you think of obviously the season, obviously the ninth consecutive. And I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts and, uh, then I'll read off someone who just had added theirs in as well. Um, but yeah, guys, go ahead. The floor is yours. Whoever wants to start. Well, well, the season, the season was a struggle. It's definitely one for the ages because of, because of COVID. Um, Rocco's a little bit more forgiving of Sadi than I am, to be honest. Uh, I'm not a Sadi, uh, Sadiista, someone who supports him. I just, you know, um, his recent words were saying that, you know, he knows he needs, he needs to learn how to adapt to his players. And maybe I'm stubborn that way. Um, but a lot of struggles, a lot of injury. I want to know, I want to know, I think they fired a lot of people from J Medical. Uh, I hope they fired the, the lot of them because our players are just like dropping like flies. Uh, so I think that we don't have support internally from the, the, the staff, the preparation staff, in order to keep these guys playing. Uh, from a technical standpoint, I'm surprised uh, of Rabio, pleasantly surprised. Um, disappointed in Sandro, his performance over the over the year, uh, but. And also surprised with Dybala. Um, but, you know, happy that we won the Scudetto. It was suffered. So this one actually, for me, uh, I, I, I enjoyed it more than last year, to be honest with you. Because I think it was five games ahead of schedule we won last year. And there was a, little, it was a, a big gap. But this year, there was a bit more of a race. And uh, um, I'll take this one. I'm actually... Uh, it, we sweated it out a bit, and uh, maybe it's a little bit sweeter because of that. Fair point. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we would have won the Scudetto this year had there been no lockdown uh, break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we would have been uh, juggling uh, Coppa Italia and, uh, and uh, Champions League at the same time. 
with a Lazio that was on a roll of a momentum who was free of uh, cups. And um, when at the restart, we were lucky because even though we had a bit of a spell there where we only made five points in five games, Lazio completely crumbled. Uh, And to be honest, we got great assists by Inter, who also had their, their, you know, their several drop point drops and uh you know atalanta was uh was was you know marching to uh an incredible beat and then you know just as as they were getting closer and closer they also dropped points against Sassuolo and um you know struggled against other teams like bologna and Cagliari. so you know it, it's it's not it, it seemed to be a bit of a the scudetto of the as they call it in milanese dialect the chapano Meaning that the, the the person who doesn't get it, who just it's the the game is don't get it, don't catch it, right? And it's almost like no one wanted it, kind of thing. And you know we gladly took it, and uh, you know we we got nine trophies now in a row uh, to take home. I you know besides the uh, thoughts that I gave earlier on Sadi, which I won't repeat, and uh, this was the year, this was the scudetto and the year of the of Dybala's redemption. Um, especially since he was on the uh, shopping block uh, for a long time last year. Uh, the absolute um, confirmation of Delict as a top-notch defender and world-class. And um, the uh, in-year redemption story of Rabiot, who uh, basically had two completely two different seasons, one that was abject and and he was completely lost and then the rabio that we all had hoped for has now come out to play and has uh, been super performing in uh, in Serie A and we're uh, we're all really glad to to have him just a little bit of an anecdote um that that uh, he's he would be the third frenchman to do this uh both platini and uh, zidane were uh, absolute uh, absolutely lost in the first three to six months of uh, their Juventus stay. Um, everyone was waiting, you know, for this talent to come out. And Zidane, of course, wasn't even meant to be a starter at any point. And then when once he got it, once he understood it, he just, you know, he just flourished. I'm not saying that Rabiot is in the same sentence as, as Zidane or Platini by any means, but... You know, I, I think that that timing of uh, adaptation uh, is key. And I really hope that now that uh, that he has adapted, um, that this is what we're going to see uh, week in, week out. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I really appreciate those thoughts. Obviously, you kind of mentioned it, Rocco, with uh, obviously Dybala's redemption. But Ivan, whose Scudetto is this? I've mentioned on the, the previous podcast, uh, I answered it. I think it's really the fans. I mean, we've been through this roller coaster of two years. Um, and I think, you know, just to get over the line and for us to be able to celebrate and not have to worry about someone else winning uh, the Scudetto really um, allows us to, you know, not have to really even think about who could be holding it. So uh, for you, who, who Scudetto was it? From a, a player standpoint or from an or, organizational standpoint? In general, Dybala's, Sarri's, was it Agnelli's? Uh, I'm from this year. I'm hmm, in whatever sense. Re- I, I know in it's this, a it's a great question. This, That's what it is. It is a great question. It's a tough question. I think that this is a mixture 
of Saris and Paraticis because there was a big, um, a huge risk on Paratici uh, changing um, Juve's course with, uh, with Allegri leaving last year. Uh, from what we understand, it wasn't Agnelli's decision to um, part ways with Allegri. Um, so this is as much, uh, I guess, Paratici's and Sarri's with, I'm going to mix Dybala in there. Because all three of them uh, were, were, you know, I guess in a bubble or being looked at because last year Dybala was on his way out. Uh, Sadi wasn't really the coach that we wanted. Everybody wanted something, someone else, be it Pep or Pochettino. Uh, and Palacci stuck stuck his neck out by going a different way, a different um, a different path. Awesome. Um, and then in in terms of the the MVPs, I'm guessing Rocco, you're going with DiBala. Is that the case, or Delic? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've said Delic before. I think he was, uh, I think uh, he's been uh, absolutely rock solid and cannot not mention him. Uh, but, you know, the, the MVP, yeah, Dybala. Dybala. And to be honest, uh, I, don't, I won't even mention Ronaldo because he, he is uh, of another class, of another make, of another, like he's, you know, absolutely superlative scoring. Uh, you know, what, what, is, what is he up now? Is he... Over 42, 44 goals, I think, this year. I mean, that's uh, all competitions. Right. Uh, absolutely yep, yep. astounding. Great, great, great. You know, at 35 years old, I mean, taking him for granted is ridiculous. But, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, he's, he's worth the price tag. So uh, good on him. And, you know, the fact that Dybala was able to perform so well next to him, which was a doubt for such a long time, especially under, under Sarri, uh, you know, I think we might have just sown the seeds of something really important here. If, again, we're able to bring one or two players that know Sarrismo, uh, you know, to me, Jorginho or an Emerson Palmieri or something like someone like that. Uh, if you gave, if you said, OK, well, no Sarri, you have Allegri, you bring those players in. Meh, there's no there's no added value. But with Sarri there. And what they could do to the group in terms of uh, gameplay and their their uh, impact on gameplay, I think I, I think we would even take away some excuses from Sarri uh, and not performing. So uh, yeah, that, that's it. Ivan, yeah, I'm gonna go. My MVP is gonna be easy. It's Matthias Delict, our boy, our son. Like, Beautiful. Uh, to, to me, to me, to me. I, I, I've said it before. Rocco's heard me. I'm like a broken record with him. Um, the, I guess the student became the, the teacher uh, beside uh, Bonucci because it wasn't Bonucci dragging, uh, you know, you know, dragging uh, the lick with him. It was the other way around. And uh, he's just an absolute stud. He's 20 years old. He's 20 mm -hmm. years old. Bonucci at that age was a disaster. Still yeah. is a bit, but you know, oh, yeah. he's dragging uh, ass. Like, there's you know, if we remember the mistakes he was making in front of Buffon Bonucci when he first was with Juventus, the lick is unlucky with his hands, with his arms, yeah. Like, and, oh. and 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 uh, like how they're whistling the handball. We've all we've heard the zone, mm. uh, uh, commentators and other kind like we've what it's ridiculous how many handballs we've called. The kid was unlucky, mm -hmm. but don't yeah. tell me that he. 
he was absolutely all worldly this year, in my opinion. Incredible player. Oh yeah, I have to agree. Can you just walk back to the fall? I remember the numerous handballs that were called on him. And because of that, because of how many penalties he was causing, you know, he someone else who was weak, weak minded, weak personality would have just crumbled, right? No matter how good you are as a player. And he overcame that. The 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 bat the the handballs and penalties against kind of quieted down. And in fact, he was involved in quite a few penalties for, right? He was fouled on, I think, one or two penalties in the, yeah. in the return. Uh, and he was, he was dragged down in a box and uh, off a corner. And so is this kind of like a year of delict redemption in, in that way? Like how he struggled and he, had, he, he faced adversity that way? What do you think, uh, Ivan? I know, I know what your answer is going to be. He's, he's the alpha. He doesn't care. He's the he's alpha. The alpha. That's true. It's so true. It's so true. He's, he's a alpha. stud. He's a stud, like you he's say. T- he's just the – that is his demeanor. He is the alpha. It, is, it was yeah. proven last year with him and with, when he was with Ajax. It's, it's proven with him with, with Juventus. It's just mm. – it's one of those things where he doesn't let it bother him because he knows his quality. He mm-hmm. knows his worth. He's pure quality. And anybody yeah. who says otherwise is either jealous – you know, mm-hmm. they and, and, and upset that you've managed to land this absolute gem of a player. And he really is. Like Van Basten. Van Basten, right? Oh, what you hear? Absolute, oh, my God. Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. You know, Barcelona but, like, fans. Van Basten. I'm, I'm, I think I, uh, there was, I don't know who it was. And I don't want to, it's one of the guys that we follow on Twitter. I think it's Tony who says, I'm just not going to answer you. because of my. Yeah, Malachi, because I, I, I have so much respect for Van Basten. A lot of the guys say, just say it. And I say, he's a complete idiot. He's a complete mm-hmm. idiot for making that statement. Because right now, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, La Liga's a two-horse yeah. race. Because Atleti's yeah. like, dropped off. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, look at the, the Premier League. So don't, don't give me... Like, say, yeah, it was the most exciting league this year because of how close it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. And, it's and really Van Basten... I don't know, man. I think Van Basten hit uh, way too many balls with his head or something like that because I recall him <laughs> making, like, this is not the only boneheaded statement that he made and, and, and really reductive kind of thing. I think he made, like, some, you know, uh, alt-right, uh, like, far alt-right type statements in the past or, you know, actually, I'll actually just say it like anti-Semitic type stuff. So, you know, it's, I don't know what's going on with uh, Marco. Marco Van Basten, actually one of my favorite number nines in all time. Uh, and, and, you know, never played for Juve, of course, but he's a super, super, superstar in, uh, in Milan and probably one of the best number nines ever to, uh, to play, to play uh, not only in Serie A, but in the world. Yeah, and if I'm going to tell anybody to watch any clips of, of him when he played, you know, a ton with Milan, but just watch the 1988 European Cup. Just watch it, please. Anybody who's listening to this, if you're younger, way younger than me, and you have never seen a, a clip of the 1988 European Cup where uh, the Dutch actually won it, and I believe it, it was against the Soviet Union in the final. Uh, mm. Back then, it wasn't Russia. It was the Soviet Union, boys and girls, and that's how old I am. Uh, SSR. Um, yeah. Um, so, and the, that tournament, uh, was absolutely brilliant, and Van Basten was absolutely uh, great in that tournament. So, 
You want to look at old clips? Look at that. That goal. Come on. Yes. You have to the say goal. the goal in the final, right? The goal, the goal in the final, final yes. was spectacular. Yep. Spectacular. Wow. And now let's let's get into uh, you know look a little bit ahead. Obviously, like you, like we said, Champions League's coming up. But for the next two games, I mean, obviously, Rocco, these are your these were questions directed at me. So thank you for obviously answering them on the show. Uh, and same for you, Ivan, as well. But uh, how do we approach this? We were talking a little bit earlier about you know what the projected lineup is from Sky. Um, but you know what do, what do you guys want to see in the coming games? I kind of know what you're gonna say, but. Uh, Ivan, if you want to go ahead first and uh, take it. Yeah, no, um, it, you know, I'd rather, you know, there's some rumors that the lick is starting. Sit him. He's still he's still worn out. Sit him. I don't care if you want to play Rugani in, in center back. I don't care if you put Bernardeschi center back. Bring up some of the guys from the under 23 to get some minutes and some experience. But you sit the lick. You do not play him. Um, mm-hmm. If Ronaldo really wants to go after that scoring title, maybe. Uh, but I'd still want to sit him as well and just get some other guys some minutes. Um, and I would also sit Sandro. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys noticed. He's absolutely gassed. Gassed. Oh, yeah. He's got nothing yeah. left in the tank. So if there's anyone that deserves uh, a rest, it's Alexandro because we need him to be at his best with Leon and rested. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. give him some time. Call up. Make some call-ups. Sit the licked. Just sit, even though the kid's 20. Just let him mend a bit. Let yeah. him let him heal. And you know, play play he Higgy up, up top if you want with Quadrado. And if Danilo's good to go, then you play him. If not, you rest him. I don't know what you do on the right side. If mm-hmm. you want to, you know, whatever the case, but sit those guys and the important guys. And I'm like I said, I I I'd sit uh, the licked and and Sandro and you know, Dybala is going to sit because of his injury. Um, and I probably, uh, you know, I probably may call me crazy, but I, you know, I know we're saying give Rabio a little bit more time to show what he's worth, but maybe uh, save his his legs because he's he's been our best midfielder. He's suspended. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're good. Yeah. Then, then, then we're good. Then we're good. Yeah. He did it for us. So my, so my thing is the following players should not even get on the plane. Ronaldo, Dybala, Douglas Costa, Bernardeschi, Cuadrado, Alexandro, and Delic. Leave him at home. These last two days, like yesterday maybe and today, should have been completely off. Yeah. Just stay at home, do whatever you got to do, drive to the beach with the family, whatever. Enjoy Take yourself. And then, and then, yeah. And then spend like the next three or four days to do like specific actual training actual training and like all individualized stuff right then roma they can maybe use as a an opportunity to fine-tune stuff um opportunity to start for starts uh first off i know i'm kind of machiavellian in this way but uh you know bentancur and danilo are both um one yellow card away from getting uh suspended Perfect opportunity for card cleaning. You have two games left. Put them on. Grab my yellow. Boom. Suspended against Roma. Perfect. Uh, so those both those guys should feature at some point. Uh, Ramsey needs more playing time. Rugani start. Rugani should get 180 minutes uninterrupted from now until the the, the final whistle. I don't care how how we play or how many goals we're letting in or how bad it is. 
the same with Pinsolio. Um, maybe, I don't know, I'm hearing stuff about De Chilio maybe having an opportunity to get a little bit of playing time, get a little bit of minutes in, uh, into uh, Demiral and uh, Chiellini's legs if you can, if it's safe. And then just the rest, just play the kids, man. I want to see the kids. I mean, this Muratore is already Atalanta and is already an Atalanta player. Uh, you know, I want to see him at Mezzala, Olivieri up top, uh, maybe uh, subbing out uh, Iwain, uh, and Wesley Gasolina on the left, at left back. It's, it sounds like a crazy name. Anyway, I think he's a Primavera player of ours. <laughs> we hear good things about him. So, you know, get, give me some Gasolina, right, yeah. Ivan? Yeah, Ivan. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Some gasolina. There you go. You guys got it from me. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm actually going to agree with the Demerol thing. If we can get him some minutes, then let's do that. Uh, let's get him some gameplay. And like you said, go, go to the end with the Lugani. Give him every minute. Every minute. Exactly. I yeah, know. It's pretty simple. And that's keys to the match and even for the Roma match. Stay healthy. Give our players the necessary runouts, like you said, even if it's 45 minutes. You know, you want to let them stay in that match fit mindset, right? You don't want to completely shut the door. But, uh, and then, yeah, give guys who haven't played. You know, Allegri was famous for like benching everybody and anybody that he didn't trust. So, like you said, I think perfect. Give Rugani the chance that uh, the play out, because he's probably, if there's, if the right deal again happens at the end of the season. He could be on his way out, um, and yeah, the result, who cares? Like, uh, at the end of the day, it'd be nice to beat Roma, but uh, really, it doesn't matter. I mean, unfortunately, Pellegrini is going to be out for uh, Cagliari, um, which would have been nice to see how he kind of uh, fares against uh, us, and obviously, they'll have Nangalan and Gigarini out, but uh, yeah, guys, it's pretty simple in, in that sense for, for these next coming games. Um, but so Ronaldo breaking Iguain's record, are we saying a no to that? Just simply not happening. It's I called it. Not happening. I called it two games ago, two or three games ago. I called it and I said, he's going to miss. He's not going to play all, all, I think it was five, it was four remaining games. He's not going to play all four of them and he's not going to score the six goals. He's not breaking anything. He's not even going to equal Lewandowski and he's three goals away. So, yeah. I think I think that penalty yeah, miss at the end of the I think the penalty miss at the end of the game was kind of the ceiling uh, the ceiling Seal. of uh, of that. So Seal. yeah, he needs yeah. the rest. He's played too many games, in my opinion. Uh, anyways, uh, it's quite ridiculous how long we've had to keep him on the field. But yeah, yeah that's just me. Ivan, you're gonna drop yeah. some knowledge. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. He's. Uh... You know, I was I was hoping he would catch up to, and he did at one point catch up to uh, Chiro. But you know, Chiro gets all those penalties in every single game. So you know, they complain about Juve getting all the penalties, and we see lots of drop. How many in that game was it? Three or two or whatever it was. But um, sorry, guys, I got the boys in the background here, and they're no worries. Uh, they're laughing their head, heads off. Um, so uh, with with that, uh, yeah, he doesn't have a chance. It's it's just too much, and you got to rest him. He's he's tired. You can see he's tired. You can see he's actually ailing, ailing in my opinion. I've I've been watching him, and his pace uh, right now, considering the pace before his pace before the uh, before the uh, the stoppage, before COVID happened, is is actually a, a bit off. He's actually not going into balls or running onto balls at full tilt. 
the only thing that I saw him go full tilt on was that uh, breakaway Dina. with him and Dybala. Right? <laughs> yeah. That, that breakaway with him. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You know, that breakaway with him and Dybala when he scored and, and, and he was going full tilt. Other than that, he's, I can see he's probably like 75%. Either he's doing that on purpose to, for reserve and he's been mm. told, like, told to play like that, but I doubt a player of that ilk would actually do that in his um, in the way he's built, right? Well, he's built to yeah. go full tilt regardless, right? But you know that also was was a tactic of uh, Zidane a few years ago, where he would mm. bring in Ronaldo was injured, he would bring him in at certain points in order to in order to uh, to preserve um, Ronaldo's uh, I guess uh, fitness. So mm-hmm. you know maybe revisiting that with him and say, hey, bud. Uh, it's great that you want to go after this personal achievement. It's really out of reach. We need you to sit down and not actually jump on the plane. Enjoy your your beautiful uh, concubine, if I can use that term, and uh, and your family, and <laughs> hop hop onto that the beautiful yacht that you were on, and people were taking photos mm-hmm. of, or hop into one of those ten beautiful cars that you have, yep. uh, and then go from there. Right, like that's. That's mm-hmm. what I, w- I, w- I would say to him and just relax. Just relax. Well, mm-hmm. Ivan, you, he is aging. I mean, if it, wa- if it wasn't to get that tap in, I mean, I don't think he would have ran that fast. And if you, you, yeah. you look at every, I mean, he's, he's getting older. It, it is what it is. He's, he's got to relax. Yeah, yeah. He, especially with the, you know, the limited pressing he does as it is. Uh, you know, the old man's uh, legs are, are, are going from under him, so... Hey, he's still one of the fastest. I think he was fourth fastest in the league this year. They clocked him at something like 32 or 34 mile, uh, kilometers per hour. So he's well, then, quick. Well, then the set, then every Serie A defender must be really damn quick because they sure they sure <laughs> they all get to the ball before he let's does. Let's face it. Yeah. Let's face it. There's there's a lot of strikers on this planet that don't want to play Serie A for the sake of their ankles. So let's give some of these uh, Serie A defenders their due because oh, yeah. they're not the same in any of the other leagues. Our Said yeah, it's pretty tough on any striker. Let me tell you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And again, I'm just going to read off, like I said, uh, Turin Tactician on on Twitter. Uh, again, echoing the same, uh, you know, sentiments. You know, any any accomplishment related to Serie A makes him feel good. Obviously, we need fullbacks, like we said, another midfielder and a number nine. Uh, ours are not good in defending, and even worse in crossing. He way can barely make a proper run now. And Ronaldo would have had 40 goals without missing so many headers. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's been volume for him, really. I mean, the amount of tap-ins and, and even easy uh, strikes that he would score, uh, I think, in the past. Uh, it's been, you know, if you uh, if you looked at how many chances he's had, I, I, I can guarantee you uh, it's it's up there with the most in the league. And not because of, you know, the, the star player he is, but because of how many chances he's actually not capitalized during the last month, I would say. Um, and, uh, but did you get a look at that? Obviously talking about the Scudetto, uh, the amount of points over the last, uh, I believe nine oh. seasons, I think we're at like 810 and there's, a, a, I believe a 79 game difference between, uh, I believe it would be Napoli or, or even Merda. Yeah. Merda. Yeah. It's is it is it seventy nine games or seventy nine point difference? No, from, from what games. I no. from what I read, it's seventy nine games from uh, Merda. So, so it's seventy nine seventy nine times three. Three. Oh. 
Yeah, so we're like three seasons over the Milanese, as they said. So we got three seasons in, in, in separation of points. Yeah. I think I read somewhere, which is like ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I think, think it just it. caps off like I said, the nine years. That's kind of your your statement there in, in in that is just how over the top we've been and how mediocre really everyone else has been. I mean there's been attempts, but really Yeah, but we steal though, right? Like we steal and we win exactly. the, and the and the penalties. Well half of those if, are from far, right? So Yeah. Oh, if yeah, that that, too. yeah. Yeah. If there was any year for anybody to take it away from us, it was this year. Exactly, exactly. It was this yeah. year, and it we did should it. get more solid next year. You're right. We should solidify. Yeah, and then it's game over. Ten, ten in the bag. Hopefully, they'll do hashtag champions with the ten in the in the. That's that's my uh, running uh, hashtag for 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 the, for the year. Um, guys, stronger. I'm sure what are your thoughts? Something. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, guys. Oh my god! <laughs> I think I was alluding to this at the at the beginning. Beginning, we were chatting a bit before we started the show. Uh, last year, I was at the actual game that Juve clinched the Scudetto in Turin with my brother and, and, and best friend, and it was a Fiorentina game, and we had won two one. Uh, we were actually outplayed in that game pretty badly, but we ended up winning. And um, you know, after that game, as soon as we're coming out, and we were lucky enough to be in the legends. Uh, club lounge and came out the front and people are already starting to they're starting to prep to put the you know 37 on on the front on the scudetto but they're selling the wonderful uh shirt and i looked at it and my brother's one of those guys he's got to have you know god bless him he loves this stuff he buys a ton of the memorable the the jerseys and all this stuff and he went after him like i don't want any part of that like to me it's not wonderful. It should have been something like greatness with the yeah. with the letter with the number eight in, in, yeah. in, within within the word greatness. Something like that. And I'm like, wonderful. Come on, like legend. Yeah. And what's the Myth. word? And fought and history. No, no, legend and history. We're okay. With it. I, I I'm okay with that. Seven the should have been Seto Bello. I'm sorry. That's Seto just mine. Seto Bello. Yeah. 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 You know the and amount of times you play school, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's bullshit. Eyes, eyes, <laughs> myth, myth. No, no. Remember that? I don't know anyone yeah, who's no. used the seven as a T in my life, to be honest, as one of those kind of I, number number hashtags. But, uh, yeah, unbelievable, guys. Wonderful. Yeah, I, like I said, I buy pretty much everything. So I have that same shirt you're talking about. So uh, yeah. no, 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 no shame to you. <laughs> you what, Cloud9? Like Cloud9? Would that be... More oh yeah, there's so many. There's so many, my friend. Rain, magnificent. Um, what was another one that someone told me? Uh, anyways, it slips my mind. But yeah, there's tons. Like there's, there's literally you could have got anyone to any Juventino could have come up with a better name than they could. They could have used like COVID nine nine nineteen. <laughs> it would have been better. It would have made more sense. <laughs> you know. It's, um, oh my part God. of what I part of what I do from a um, from a, a uh, I guess career standpoint is a little bit more creative. So I'm on LinkedIn and actually I'm I'm connected with a few people from from events uh, spa and, and people that work there. And you know I'm getting LinkedIn messages or posts saying you know wonderful and this and that. And I had to like post something to them and go congratulations, huge Juventus fan and 
you know, all the best to you. But I really think you need to speak to your creative and just help them out with making sense because you're using English words. I understand why you're doing that for the reach, but they don't make sense. Right. And I think I got like 150 likes to that LinkedIn post and a lot of marketing professionals and creative professionals liking that post because it's the truth. I understand you want to use the, an English word for the, uh, for the connection with the English base and the English language. But if it doesn't make sense, you're losing the whole meaning behind it. And it just, it didn't catch. And I just, um, I just, you know, I was hoping for something better this year, but you know, that didn't happen. Now I'm we can, now we, yeah, now we can assume that next year is just going to be just as cringy. And again, some, some English word. Yeah. I mean, it's an Italian club. When a lot of people talk about the stripping away of, of the culture and the passion of this club, this is, these are some of the things we point to. And it's like, really, if, if someone's invested enough to follow Juventus, I think they can invest enough time to look up the, the Italian word that they're trying to use in their hashtag, if, if that's the case, right? So, uh, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. But, uh, again, let's quickly kind of rifle off what's going to be happening, obviously, tomorrow in the game. Obviously, we're going to be playing uh, Cagliari in the Sardinia Arena. Uh, obviously, 9.45, 1.45 my time, 12.45 Pacific, 3.45 on the East for you guys. Um, pretty uh, pretty, pretty common uh, in the sense that we've both kind of had a weird path in, in the last five games. Really, for Cagliari, it's been atrocious. Two draws, three losses. And it seemed like they were coming in on a high uh, into the first couple games they'd played. And even uh, before the the restart, they're 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 trending uh, towards the up. And I actually had them higher than where they currently are in the 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 preview that we did of the whole kind of restart. Uh, but that's not the case. Obviously, Nangolan and Chigarini Pellegrini, like I said, are out, uh, and their uh, Spanish midfielder Nandez is also suspended, so we won't get to see him play. Obviously, for us, Dybala is going to be out, and then it kind of is a if you want to call a game time decision for us about who's going to be playing. Um, Sky has had a kind of a weird, you know, formation that has been dropped. Like I said, with Delict, uh, obviously Rugani, Cuadrado, Sandro, Ramsey, Bentancourt, Matuidi, Bernardeschi, Iguain, and Ronaldo. Again, I think you can't really uh, you can't really look at that, especially with what we have ahead of us. And uh, even when they've had lots of lineups. Dropping Dybala, obviously no one knew that he was had that knock uh, for Iguain to start. Uh, stuff like that, we don't know. And again, we don't know who's 100% fit. We don't know where Demaral's at. We don't know where Kilini's at, even Dishidio. So uh, look for something completely different to what I just said tomorrow. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, obviously, Kajiri is going to be playing in the 3-5-2. Cranio in goal. Pisacane, Cepadelli, and Valukovic. As the three center backs, Mattiello, obviously former former Juve product, Ionitsa, Ladinetti, Rogan, Liko Giannis, Greek left back, uh, Greek left midfielder, and obviously Jao Pedro, who's been their top scorer with 18 goals, um, and Giovanni Simeone as well. Uh, you know, one of the uh, talented players that could cause problems. Again, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen tomorrow. I think it's probably going to be a 2-2 draw. That's just my prediction. I think uh, we're going to get goals from people that we don't even... We, we have... We won't think that 
we wouldn't have expected to score. So, I mean, don't be surprised if Bernadeschi does start. He's probably going to score like a hat trick. And now he's going to be on fire and everyone's going to want to keep him again. So, um, obviously, that's that. Uh, just some other things. We've pretty much dominated them in the last four games we've played. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope, I really hope Ronaldo doesn't uh, play. I think it's time to, you know, really tell him. If we got to go up to Agnelli and say tap him on the shoulder, make sure he doesn't play these games because we cannot risk the injuries. Um, just a few words on the Champions League. What are you expecting? I'm assuming you guys are going to say to win, but uh, just a raw take. You know, I think Lyon getting Depay back is going to be interesting. Um, who knows what we're going to get out of them? It could be completely awful, or they just have the one match and they're in the lead, obviously with the one nil advantage. What do you guys think uh, of that? And then further on, obviously the likes of Man City, Real Madrid, Bayern. Um, are all in, in in the in the wave that could be going to the final? I think we're going to be in tough against Lyon. I think Lyon's been uh, playing. Uh, they they really haven't played many official matches or any official matches. They will have played one, I believe, against PSG uh, in a few days. Um, but they've done a lot of warm up matches. No matter what, how many warm up matches you're playing, it's never the same as one that's uh, for official competition. But uh, for some reason, I just see us struggle against them. I don't see an easy win. I see maybe a, uh, a last-minute kind of win where we might squeak by with a 2 nothing or one nothing, and then go on to OT or just even worse, like even worse than that. Um, I think that after that, our run will probably end against, uh, against Manchester City. Um, by and large, we, don't, we are physically unfit. Our defensive phase is very questionable, and uh, our mentality has been weak. So unless unless we really work on physical fitness to bring that up, that's probably a big, the biggest and best thing we can do. Um, you know, uh, mentality might come with that, maybe with a bit of uh, with uh, some positivity coming off and high coming off the win of the Scudetto, maybe getting Dybala back. Who knows? Um, yeah, I just, I, I just, I just see us as being not strong enough for this kind of phase. A lot of, will depend, of course, on uh, our adversaries and what's in what, uh, how fit they are. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on with Manchester City, but they've had quite a few games off uh, to uh, to to keep the, to get their fitness back up there and to fine tune a lot of things. So, uh, I'm assuming, of course, City defeats Real Madrid. So, we'll see. And there's a couple COVID uh, tests, I believe. I believe Pavard. Yeah, yep. I believe Pavard and who is it from City? Um, or was it even City? I know there's a player that on a big team that recently just tested and is going to be out uh, okay. for the for the near future. Um, I think a Real Madrid. Was it a Real Madrid player? Yes, it was exactly. It was. Uh, what's his? Or um, no. No. I but anyway, know this. yeah, yeah, it was just recently uh, noted today. Um, okay, what's his name? Mamma mia! Oh, I hate when it's the tip of your tongue. But anyways, not necessarily important because they'll probably get knocked. Well, hopefully they they get knocked out. And I, I have I have positivity with when it comes to facing Man City. I think they're the English. They're chokers, man. That's in there. As Kilini said, it's in the history. Okay, they choke. Yeah. 
that's the story of Tottenham. That's the story. Well, I mean, even you look at City. I mean, they had they played they lost to obviously without some key players, but they lose to a team that they should beat in Tottenham to go to the the I believe it was the semi final they would have been in. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just I I don't I don't have faith in that in that team at all. So I I would actually welcome playing them in the next round. Bayern, what? I mean. The layoff is that going to be something that maybe affects them now because they've they're going to be probably a month without playing an actual game. Um, yep. So who knows? It could be the perfect storm. Ivan, what are your thoughts? Well, it, the the gentleman that tested positive is Mariano Diaz. I just looked it there up. You go. Beautiful. Uh, just to give you guys that information, I actually think we are. I'm going to agree with Rocco that we'll be in tough um, with Leon. Uh, it's just because of the situation with our team and injuries, um, you know, and then Memphis Depay, Depay, however you want to call him, is back. And, you know, hopefully, you know, he's not, doesn't have great match fitness because he's just recently come back. Um, the intensity or of the difference between uh, a regular match and a, and a friendly is the intensity. And, you know, you just can't uh, replicate that in a, uh, in a friendly match. I don't care what anybody says being someone who's actually played the game and not professional, but you know, when you're doing a friendly match with a, you know, a club side and then, and then it's a league game, it's completely different or competition uh, with regards to, if we go past. So I think, you know, and we've, we've mentioned this before with Rocco, this is now to collect as much money as possible uh, from the CL uh, champions league uh, money bucket as much as we can. Um, I the money if we can't win the cup. Yeah, Let's exactly. The money if we can't win the cup. <laughs> but there's, but there is an intangible here that I want to mention. We get okay. past Lyon, we're in Portugal. Hmm. Yep. I thought you were going to say court of arbitration of sport. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're in Portugal, and that gentleman is enough for someone. A number seven who's on our team to uh, just dig deeper yep. and just rise to the occasion because he's yeah. in familiar territory. And if he's yeah. playing in that sporting stadium where he actually, you know, grew up in or grew in that area, then you know that's an intangible. Another level. Uh, that's another level. And yeah, and who knows? Maybe that'll 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 boost him. And he's got leadership. You know, a lot of people don't think he does. I think he does. And a lot of players have mentioned it um, many times, and I think that he can gear them up for the occasion. I, and that's what they bought him for. They bought him for the right. Mm-hmm. They bought him for the image, no doubt, and 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 you know the brand, the Ronaldo brand. But they also brought him for that that killer instinct, and he has it. We showed it last year. Yeah, you know. So you know, rest him, get him for that killer instinct for those games that matter. And the matter, the games that matter is Lyon and. Possibly after that, and hopefully after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that kind of sums the first part of a question from Daniel Jafari. Thanks, Daniel. Um, was it really worth risking Dybala, CR7, or Pjanic when we have to face Leon? And I think it just, it's stupidity to, you know, even you look at the Chiellini uh, incident, it's like, why was that even a necessity at the time? Um, throw Rugani on. You know, for, yeah. for, the, for what the result of that game was, you should have just put Rugani from the start, anyways. Um, 
And then he also asked, why is it that people had the same feeling as Sari in completely use, losing faith in Juve as a team? To see out a team who had nothing to play for and was in the danger of relegation until was in danger of relegation until a month ago. I mean, I'm guessing he's talking about not winning the title uh, until a month ago. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? I think there's also been a discussion. I don't know if you heard Al's recent podcast. They were talking about a lot of people giving, you know, see, Sarri isn't not isn't necessarily. Uh, hated by the team and look at them celebrate you know with all the videos that were coming out the the Chesney cigarette moment the uh the the champagne moments in the the dressing room but uh kind of your thoughts on that do you think and I guess it's kind of maybe the point he's trying to make is the the losing the the dressing room it, do you think that's still a factor or it, have you changed your opinion on that uh obviously seeing the scenes that we've seen in the, in the past couple of days I, I don't. I honestly don't think that he 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 ever really lost the change the change room. He's not a very lovable, uh, lovey dovey kind of guy. Obviously, because of his past and because of his soccer faith. You know, he, he's a professional and he kind of keeps it at that. And the players are professionals too. Do they love absolutely love playing for him and will go to uh, all you know lengths to to do it and just just out of love? No. You know, but they'll they'll go in and and they'll I think they've done their best to try to absorb his uh, teachings and his uh, his gameplay and adopt it uh, and adapt it rather to their own um, best abilities. So yeah, I but yeah, I I don't think that there's a there's a huge kind of uh, relationship there. One thing has to be said though is from a sporting standpoint and also life standpoint. Um, winning and success together has a binding effect. Yes. So let's see, let's see what this does to, yep. uh, to Juventus as, the, as they move forward in, in games that matter, i.e. August 7th and on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Chesney saying, bringing him the cigarette and them dancing in, 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 in the dressing room. Like, what do you, they just won the, the Serie A title. So regardless yeah. of any tension, right, you know, we're, they're going to be happy. You know, right. it's not it's 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 not Zlatan and Leonardo. Even you know, like that's that's a like I remember that when Zlatan went after Leonardo in in in, in the change room. But you know, like this is not this is not that situation. They're all happy. They just won. They're good. So not none of those tensions are going to come through that one little uh, speck in time of, of the events. This is entire season. It's also, yeah. it should be noted that Buffon played a huge part in uh, the, the bridge between the players and uh, Sadri. There's a reason why Gigi is on this team still. Not only he still has the ability, but I think the translation or the communication is, I guess, softened with his presence there. And, it's, and that, that's been noted as well from a few pundits that you know, his, his impact... Or his assistance with um, Tusari uh, with the team is, is quite huge, and it shouldn't be under understated. Uh, Gigi is quite the fundamental figure still for that dressing room and for Sadi. Yeah, and thankfully we were able to bring him back. I mean, I still yep. can't. I still can't believe we got rid of him for a year when I guarantee you he would have easily resigned to. The, he would have been resigned to sitting on the bench, but uh, that's mm -hmm. the past. But um, let's talk about obviously. 
a little bit of nostalgia. You know what? We like to bring it back uh, a little bit. Obviously, we heard the Rocco stories on the last podcast, um, and again, incredible moments uh, as always. Some fun times, some not so fun. But Ivan, you know, you've had a great anecdote already in the show that that, that would have been enough. But um, maybe even if you want to do a Scudetto, uh, most memorable moment with Juventus, maybe a personal time you've gone to a game or uh, obviously you were there when they, they clinched it with the wonderful. But um, is there anything else you got up your sleeve? Some funny stories, anything. We'd oh, like wow. to hear it all here. And I know, you've got, I know you're going to have a lot, but, you know, A funny story. I'll, I'll drop it in with, with my household, okay? So my mom is a Juventina. My dad got rest of soul passed a few years back, but he was an Interista. So you can imagine in my household on Sundays when the Derby d'Italia uh, was on, on TV and on the box, how, how things would uh, end up being. So, and I can tell you that my mom usually had the upper hand, and it was she did not hold back any punch, and she was just absolutely ruthless so um you know she let him hear it he didn't like it we and most of us might have a twin he's a uva fan i have a younger sister who's a uva fan and i have my youngest brother who was one but felt bad for my dad and just turned on us and and became an interista <laughs> with my dad and i ever i said you know he regardless regardless you made the wrong mistake buddy but uh you know um i that i guess that's a little something a little something personal from from me growing up and uh, and watching watching Juve and experiencing Juve is that uh, it was always quite fun with the, when the Derby d'Italia uh, was was on was on the telly and uh, you know on TV and just you know it was, it was fun times. It definitely bring, bring, brings me back and uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's 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 something I can I can bring to the table and, and just mention to everybody. But uh, and then from a Scudetto standpoint. Well, just before you get into that, I just want yeah. to ask just one uh, question about that story. Uh, your brother yeah. isn't, his name isn't Dale McJohnny, is it? No. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. So I just wanted out, to make sure. A shout out to uh, Nino Coppola, who's out there and uh, actually called out Dale uh, a, few, a few times. And I'm just in tears, in tears whenever I see that. So, Dale, if you hear this, buddy, come on, come out and talk to us. Come on. We won't fight. I promise. I yeah. promise. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyways, no. <laughs> back to, back to the Scudetto moment, my friend. But yeah, no, that's that's funny. Yeah, it, Scudetto moment. Um, you know, people always always come up with it, but really, I remember watching that game in two thousand and two, May fifth, Udinese, and that is unreal. That is like. The most most unreal moment uh, next to the Champions League final, but the most unreal moment in my Juventus fandom to have experienced. Uh, the ups and downs throughout that whole game while Juve, Inter was up and then down and Juve was, was up to nothing. And then, you know, uh, that was way before social media and, and, and the immediate... Um, the immediate oh, knowledge yeah. of what the score was. So you're on, you know, you, you don't know. It's, it's, it's suspense. For those of you who are young, you know, you're young, you young people out there. It's, the suspense was like ridiculous. You don't yeah. have it readily available to you. The experience of not knowing and then knowing and what yeah. that, that day was, was absolutely surreal. Yeah. So um, it's the lack of technology at that point. 
and uh, that day was extraordinary. Yeah, a I lot think- of tweets, a lot of tweets would have aged really badly. <laughs> yes, I was. Ju- I was just about to say. I was like, the scenes. If that was act, if there was actually social media back then, yeah. I think it would have been on another level. But yes. I mean, take it even farther. I mean, as much as we give give it to them now, I mean, that's on another level. If you can do that live. Um, and I'm sure a lot of uh, Merdaristi thought that they were going to be able to do that to us uh, at this one. You know, there's a there's a little bit of a couple talks about oh they're going to do a reverse uh, Cinque Maggio on us this year, but uh, yeah, no, that's not happening. So you guys yeah. can keep when trying. It, our name's not Merda. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, apparently there was a you know someone someone pretty well known in the community put out a. Uh, uh, a pretty interesting tweet. Uh, I think his name's Rocco Fasano. He was he was oh. talking about the the these these fans that uh, like to wear black and blue. Yeah, right. So so what happened? What happened is that you know like there's there's two things, right? So uh, Interisti in Italy are known for and always made fun of uh, by especially Juventini for winning the scudetto. You know. Uh, on the beach, as they say, you know, where when everyone's still the school, the, the league hasn't started, and pundits are talking about what's going to happen in the next season and who's going to win it. And, and Interisti always win the summer scudetto. So, my tweet was, you know, I just called my, an Interista to tell me what's the proper way to celebrate a scudetto one in the summer because we actually won one that's real this time. So and I can't I can't tell you the amount of of uh, you know laughter support uh, you know people saying this tweet is underrated you know I got quite a bit a little bit of airtime I don't know I think I think it went up to maybe thirty thousand you know reach thirty thousand or something like that but and a lot of folks actually were fighting understood that as me making a statement about the two thousand and six two thousand five six. Scudetto that was awarded to uh, awarded to Inter uh, again in the summer. So you know, I mean, that said, it, it fit it fit as well. So they took it they took it one way. I meant it in the other, but it applies in both cases. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a, like a, the odd flash of brilliance for me. Uh, it doesn't happen often, so it's like Haley's comment. So. Yeah, well. <laughs> It was a great time for me to, to use my Allegri gifts on Twitter because those things are gold for me. So I was able to retweet that with one Allegri gif and respond or reply with another. Which, you know, if there's anything that Allegri left us with is the most amazing gifts uh, uh, to use with any situation. So it's, uh, it, was, it was a moment to, for me to flex my uh, gift using uh, uh, abilities on Twitter. That's for sure. Well, yeah, I'm just looking at my phone. Breaking news: uh, Milano is just flooded with all of the uh, Inter fans' tears off of uh, Rocco's tweet there. So <laughs> hopefully they can uh, clean that up, and maybe next year they can think about winning more uh, cardboard scudetti. But uh, go ahead. Do they have enough? Do they have enough Maalox over there too? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> order in bulk, man. They gotta. You want to save money? Buy buy Maalox off of Interista. They buy in bulk. 
We got but anyways, there for that. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. But anyways, guys, it was it's been a blast having you guys on. Um, obviously, I'm gonna give you some time. You know, plug your plug the club, plug our official club, fan club. Uh, let's get the reach out there. Obviously, like you told us before, Rocco, uh, you're trying to bring this community. Uh, obviously, as big as 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 we can. Um, but yeah, just drop some uh, drop some. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Thank you very much, man. We are uh, Bianconetti uh, YYZ, as we say in Canada, YYZ and YYZ almost everywhere else in the world. Uh, hit me up. Let me know where else they say Z instead of Z. Um, you know, we've recently been, um, due to uh, the pandemic, been limited in terms of uh, our in-person meetups. We've been focusing on uh, virtual meetups where we give people uh, our own community the opportunity to uh, share their ideas and give, giving them voice. Uh, and, uh, you know, Daniel's been great in joining us for, uh, for one of those. And, uh, we've had, uh, quite the illustrious, uh, uh, lineup, uh, that, you know, other YouTubers, but also people that, you know, they're just regular, uh, members at large, either of our page or actual paying members. Um, and speaking of membership, we are, our membership drive is going to officially open soon, but you can already sign up for 2021. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, it's, it's $49 for new, uh, for new fans, uh, Canadian and, uh, 35 for renewals. And, uh, we're always looking to expand and grow. Um, and you can find out all the benefits of becoming a member. So why you should become a member is, uh, all, they're all listed at com slash membership. So go check it out. There's a form at the, at the top, I believe. And then there's a list of benefits that scroll towards the bottom. Um, yeah, so we're looking forward for this uh, pandemic to uh, end so we can all get together and uh, have a proper uh, pint and uh, maybe some uh, good food at one of the venues that we usually choose, which are only top notch, high, high, uh, high class type stuff with, you know, great um, uh, state of the art uh, um, you know, TVs and HD and all that, all that, uh, all that jazz. So we're looking to uh, keep keep on keep on trucking along. Lots of good stuff on our on our members on our sorry on our um, uh, website. Uh, besides what I already mentioned, there's a tracker, um, a Mercato tracker that uh, Ivan and I uh, curate uh, very closely, as well as uh, postings on of, of the videos that we've uh, we've been putting together. So check it out. Thank you for giving us uh, the, the airtime, Daniel. We appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you very much. And actually, I forgot to do one last thing. So we, mm. what we like to do on the show, obviously, it's kind of a new uh, piece. Uh, mm. Obviously, your favorite Juventus player. Obviously, we're on podcast number twenty-seven, so it's going to mm. get awkward. Um, but who's your favorite number twenty-seven? And I think you guys are well versed enough. I can give you some names if you want, but. Who is your favorite number? Juvent, obviously number twenty-seven, Juventini. Of obviously, no one currently, but anyone in the past. And didn't Krasic uh, wear twenty-seven? You got it. Krasic, Guadiarella, Sturaro. Sturaro, that's right. I was going to say Sturaro. That would have been mine. Ekdal. Yes. Yes. That would have been mine. Yeah. Yeah. Zebina, oh Zabina, my God! Zebina, wow. Zalayeta for one year. Oh, Zalayeta. Panteron, there you go. That's my choice. El Panteron, Zebina scoring 
the uh, the away goal in Barcelona that gave us the um, is it in Barcelona? Did you say Zalayeta? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. He'd be it. He'd be it. And, and that the goal that gave us, uh, I think it was a two-one, the two-one go-ahead goal in Barcelona, and the, the I want to say, uh, was it set the semi? It was a semi-final, and then we semi- played Real. Sorry, that was a quarter-final. And then quarter-final, we, we went right. on to Real Madrid in the semi in O two O three. So yeah, it was fantastic. It was two thousand three. I was uh, yeah. studying, was doing my masters in, in Kingston, Ontario, and Queen at Queen's well, University. I, I played hooky from work that day and had to go to this um, this Spanish bar near Allen Road in Eglinton in Toronto for you Toronto folks, and uh, you had to pay fifteen dollars to get into this to this social club in order to uh, to watch the game. It was the closest one to work in. It was all Barca fans and me, and my brother in Juventus jerseys, with all these Barca fans around us. So it was quite intimidating, but it so went we had, we over time. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, it, it was beaten Delhi. Time. Wasn't it beaten Delhi that crossed it into Zalayeta? Wasn't yeah, I that think the, you're right. Yeah, so I remember that uh, vividly. And we definitely, after that game was over, we took off. We did not want to be around a bunch of angry Barca <laughs> fans. So we just nope. took off. Yeah, no. it's funny. Uh, Cash, actually, two episodes ago, uh, he actually brought up this, ex- this exact same moment because Zalayeta was obviously 25 for the majority of his his uh, career, so that's uh, that was uh, honestly his story as well. But I mean, Milos Krasic for me was someone I thought that was going to do wonders at Juve. Obviously, that that was a, a different story. But uh, yeah. so I do have a Krasic jersey. Um, but you know, you got to pick Sturaro. I mean, the green one of the green to kings, uh, him and Paduin and a, and and a, and a few others. You got to go with with Sturaro. Um, you know, basically his his was it his left foot or right foot? Saved us from uh, from going to the final against uh, Real Madrid in, in fourteen fifteen. So I'm gonna go with him. And yeah, uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> there we go. That's, I mean, the, come that's on. his biggest input. That's his biggest input with you ever. <laughs> Do you remember that's the step it. over? We lost the shoe and the ball. Exactly. That, one? that gif is <laughs> will always that gif will play forever and ever. <laughs> But anyways, guys, it was a blast. I appreciate yes. you guys coming on. Um, like I said, you guys are so knowledgeable. You're always dropping uh, these different stories and moments in, in UV's history, and that's really what I strive to bring to the fans. And, yep. uh, yeah, guys, no, it's been fun. I've had a laugh, and um, hopefully to have you guys on again. Um, obviously, guys, I'm going to drop the link for Bianco YYZ in the description. So if you guys want to yep. uh, obviously participate in the membership drive, you're more than welcome to, and I encourage you to, um, because hopefully we can get back to the stadium, and that's one way of getting tickets. Uh, you know, I would say the best way of getting tickets. And um, yeah, obviously follow the viewing party, uh, follow their channel on YouTube. I'll also have that linked. Uh, I was obviously on one. I didn't know how. I don't know why, Mike. I don't know what app you guys use. You screw up. You screwed up my camera. So I'm gonna give you shit at at this moment. I don't know what happened with that. Uh, I've installed. Yeah, Ivan, what is up with that, man? The next podcast I did, my whole Skype was, like, uh, destroyed. What, 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 what kind of Soviet technology were you using over there for these Sorry. meetings? Sorry. <laughs> Go-to meeting. Go-to meeting, man. What's going but on? Anyway, 
Yeah, exactly. But anyways, guys, uh, obviously, Juventini's at DAL on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can catch all the, the latest. And now we're uh, in a partnership with uh, La Vita Juve. And you're going to see some uh, great edits uh, of the different players. Obviously, we have some legends that are going to be coming up. And I'm going to be kind of releasing a, a couple teasers in the next few days. Uh, obviously, up until the end of the season. And uh, you guys can enjoy that. Obviously, drop him a follow because he's done an incredible job. And um, yeah, more to come with that. And then again, you YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and newly minted Google Podcasts. Please let me know if you want to hear this on anywhere else. We'll make it happen uh, on any other platform that is. And uh, yeah, guys, like I said, stay tuned to Twitter. That's where the links are going to be first, if not your thread or your uh, your feed so to speak. And um, yeah, as always, uh, fino alla fine, forza Juventus. Thanks for watching, guys. Ciao. Ciao.